Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Night Jaw. It's another Tuesday Night Jaw meets with me, Jim Smallman, having a chat with the wonderful up-and-coming wrestler Chris Ridgway. Uh, went and had a chat with him this afternoon. He's a smashing lad. It was a, a good natter, so you can hear that in a second. Before I get to all that, usual plugs. Um, you might have heard, Progress did a really big show at Brixton. It's now available to watch on Demand Progress. So demand-progress.com and you can watch the show. Indeed, all of our shows for the princely slum of around £5 a month, dependent on the current conversion rate from US dollars. Um, so do do that. It's a good show. It, I think it lives up to the hype. I would. It's my company. I am biased. Um, but yeah, demand-progress.com uh, to see that and all Progress's shows. Progresswrestling.com to uh, buy tickets for any of our upcoming shows. Indeed, buy a season ticket should you want the season ticket for all our Camden shows from Thursday this week when they go on general sale. Um, and comedy-wise, bless you, loads of you have bought my little stand-up special and recommended it to people. Um, that is available via jimsmallman.com slash mygirls. jimsmallman.com slash mygirls. It'll cost you $5 and you can watch me be funny for about an hour and 15 minutes in a show that means the world to me. So if you get a chance, uh, do please uh, go to my website and download that. I promise you, you will be mildly amused. I'm not very good at selling myself, to be honest. I'm good at doing the hype for wrestling, but less so for my own personal career. Uh, jimsmormon.com slash mygirls. Obviously, if you want to uh, publicise this little podcast, which is, of course, proudly part of the Distraction Pieces Network, then jimsmormon.com slash tnj is where you can send a friend or colleague of yours... Uh, for all the links, how to download it, subscribe to it on iTunes, on Android, various means. jimsmorman.com slash TNJ. List of all the past episodes are up there as well. I am, of course, at jimsmorman on Twitter. Use the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw if you want to get in touch. And I think that's about it. This is a nice chat um, with Chris Ridgway. He's someone who's been recommended to me a lot in terms of a new name for progress to have a look at. Um, surprised to find he's only been wrestling for a couple of years, but he is... He's all over the place. Loads of people will have seen him this past weekend wrestling for Southside. Um, uh, but he's a smashing lad. He was good to talk to. He's got some good stories, especially near the end. Listen out for his injury story. Uh, it is a cracker. I'm not going to lie. I am still wincing about it now. Um, so anyway, enjoy this chat. Uh, I'll see you at the end just to wrap things up and plug stuff again. All right. Ta-ra. We're, we're rolling. 
I, every, I start every one of these like this. I need to, I need to stop doing this. We're rolling. We're rolling. It's cool. Like, like Chimillionaire or Fred, <laughs> or Fred Durst. And that's the second time I've done a Chimillionaire and Fred Durst reference today. I thought it was Chimillionaire. Is it not? I'm quite gangster and I'm pretty sure it's Chimillionaire. <laughs> I'm quite gangster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All podcast interviews should start with I'm quite Um Hello, Chris. Hello. Um, uh, um, thank you for inviting me into your into your kitchen uh, and making me a cup of tea. You're um, so, um, what's quite nice about doing this today is I, I did a shout out the other day saying um, I need someone who lives within an hour of me to do the podcast because of me, me childcare duties, and um, and you straight away went, "Oh, I'll do it." And what was quite nice was then seeing how many people favourited this or went, oh yeah, because you're someone whose name always comes up whenever um, uh, people are suggesting names for progress or just suggesting, yeah. you know, excellent young wrestlers in general. So um, either you're paying people a lot of money or you are, um, as these people say, and, and an excellent young wrestler. <laughs> so um, It's the money thing, it's the money thing. Is it? Yeah, I just pay people. Don't you it? are quite gangster though. Yeah, I'm pretty gangster, I've got my connections, so... yeah. Um, so, um, 23 years old, mm-hmm. uh, how long have you been wrestling? Um, so, I started training, I started training when I was about 17, and then I took time out, and it was like, eh, for a bit, and then I started my first wrestling match where I got, so I counted like from when, my first outside booking when I got paid, not on training shows, you know what I mean, so that was two years ago in May, that's just gone. Wow. So, two and like a quarter of a year or something, you know, something like that. See, I think that's interesting that, that you count it like that because I, I do this with comedy all the time. So if you look on people's Twitter handles and they say stand-up comedian or, or writer is the one that bugs me the most, mm. I'm a big believer, unless you pay for something, you're not it. And I don't know, yeah. it sounds like you're like that with wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say you're a wrestler until someone's paying you no. to be a wrestler. So yeah, I count from the first time I got, I got a pay packet in my hand. I'm a wrestler now. You know what I mean? Like, Who was the first person to pay you to wrestle for um, Ryan Smile for Pro Wrestling Kingdom. I wrestled Chris Brooks. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... It's actually, that's on YouTube. It's actually, it's actually all right for, like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, Sell it. It's, it's all right. It's, it's, it was, like, <laughs> like, I'll look back on, like, stuff now and I'll be like, oh, what was I doing? But, like, that's okay. That's fine. Like, I would never show... I'd never go up and oh, if they wanted to see something, I would never show them that much. But, yeah, it's okay. You know what I mean? It, it's... How long were you training before your first match, though? So, so I was I was on and off for for quite a bit. Um, I took quite a lot of time out uh, from training. Um, I started as everyone did in the backyard with my friends. <laughs> but the ring we had was sick, so it was like we had. Um, sorry, well, it was my friends that made it first, and then I came in. And let's bring in the money, didn't they? So I had to put my name on it. Yeah, uh, quite gangster. Yeah, pretty gangster. They had tires, so like four big, big tires. Yeah, and wooden pallets. And then um, I think maybe that was sandwiched with like an, something else over the top. It, I can't remember what. And then um, tarpaulin over the top. Nice. So it was like a canvas. And you got it, yeah. It was like about 12 foot corner to corner as well. So it's like kind of the same as like a really small ring that you would take, like camp shows and stuff. Yeah. But it just had no ropes and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it just hurt so much. It's the, the backyarding thing. Like I'm, I'm slightly too old. So... I remember seeing videos of backyarding when mm-hmm. I was at uni and going, "Oh, thank God I'm, thank God I'm a little bit older because otherwise I would have been doing that stuff." Right. Because I loved wrestling so much, I, there's every chance I would have gone. 
And I would have gone down the really terrifying hardcore route of just <laughs> essentially self-harming in front of other people. Because that's, that's how my brain is. Um, and, but, I mean, did you ever, did you ever get properly hurt back then? No, I, did, I didn't do a lot. I did, like, so I did about, I don't know, maybe like five, six, seven matches and that. Like, all I was doing, I was just hitting the crossroads because I was a massive Cody Rhodes fan. So it's like everything <laughs> was just me in the crossroads. We were wrong, and it's like a really twisted move, and it's so, like, I just, like, grab them and just throw myself under them so hard, and they're, like, contorted. I'm like, yeah, that was so good. But obviously, like, I think her could be <laughs> to be honest. Did, I don't use any more. So. Did you have? Um, legit, yeah, if, legit, if you ever work in a match, legit, out, legit, legit, you go, yeah, legit shooting on them with a crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> you're going, if you're if you're working a match out with someone, just going, I'm going to hit the crossroads. Just yeah. any wrestler listening now, <laughs> run away. Um, did you, you have a, did you have a different a different ring name when you were backyarding? Because back, people's backyarding names are often hilarious. Uh, um. Yes, but I don't know why it was a. I think it was because my friend liked. Um, sorry, we we the boss, the promoter of yeah. the uh, backyard wrestling was just like, uh, yeah. Um, he liked the alliteration CC, so it was Chris still, and it was Chris Cabrera. Not sure why. Don't even look slightly Spanish or Italian <laughs> or anything like that. It just was, <coughs> and then it was just Chris Ridgeway. So you just went, just went straight in. Yeah, it was just like it was, I just sort of like one day I was like, that was weird. I'll just be Chris Ridgeway now, and I found that name by I went on Twitter, and there was someone called Summit Ridgeway, and I was like, oh, I'll do. It's genuinely such I, a boring. Cause the thing is, but it's <laughs> one of those names that sounds like it's your real name. Yeah, no, but my real name is uh, my shoot name. Should I say is Chris Waring? And that's really crap. Can you imagine just running out with like, and you know now hailing from da, 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 Chris Waring? It's like to me that sounds. Boring. Sounds like I work in an office. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Ridgeway does sound like, like you Ridge could shoot like, crossroads somewhat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Ridge. It's like harsh. Like Ridge. Yeah. And like I've got loads of nicknames off the back of it now. People call me Ridge and Riddy. So that's like marketable, I guess, as well. Yeah. So it works. Yeah. Um, so where did you train? Um, I trained... Uh, so... Uh, I, I, uh, first dude who trained us was not a decent dude at all. It was like... This um, happens a lot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Whenever yeah. you hear any, any wrestler origin story, it's like, the first person who trained me, he took a load of my money. and Exactly. It was, so it was just like naive and uh, I, was, oh, I believed everything he said and um, yeah, I got taught a lot of like, bad habits and stuff like that. And then I took loads of time out. But then also Johnny Moss trained me as well. So who is like, great. Yes, he's like one of the best ever. Literally, like trainers and wrestlers, he's unbelievable. I've only so, ever met Johnny once and it was at a WWE show. And I only briefly got introduced to him, and I, he will have had no idea who I am or anything like that. I yeah. just got I got introduced to him. Oh, he's um, great. And the first thing I thought was, "Oh my god, he's fucking massive! No, he's absolutely, <laughs> he's huge! He's absolutely lovely huge. fella, yeah, smashing yeah. bloke, really good. And he can go as well. Like he's not like his cardio is insane as well. But like he taught me like the basics and stuff like that really, really well. And I go back up to his every now and then still in uh, Whitehaven. Hmm. Um, a little plug for him there as well for anybody wanting to get into wrestling contact Johnny Moss go to school do you know what I mean because he's like he's the man he's the one of the good we definitely want to learn from but, but also as well he's got he's got a tremendous reputation yes and because I remember hearing about the reputation of, about his training school and then realising because it is kind of to me it's in the middle of nowhere because it is it's yeah, in kind of, sort yeah. of Cumbria isn't it uh, so yeah it's in Whitehaven it's, it's tucked away out of the way but it's a big unit thing with a um, big ring in it and it's got all the old school uh, 
like posters from like World of Sport, like everywhere all over the thing. Was really I love stuff like that. Yeah, right. it looks awesome. I've got a picture on my phone. That's what um, Joel from Suplex's office uh, looks oh, like. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loads yeah. of posters and stuff because he collects them. That's cool. And um, yeah. but no, uh, they because I've I've seen Johnny Ross Johnny Moss wrestle since mm-hmm. you know and he's he's great. Yeah, do you know awesome. what I mean? But knowing that do it all. he seems he seems so keen to train people in the right way. Yeah, yeah. which is what you want when you're someone's training. You Absolutely. want someone to. Um, and this is the thing is like in this country I think like Johnny Moss is a big name to anyone who knows a bit about British wrestling you're going to know who he is yeah but globally you're not necessarily going to necessarily know his yeah, name yeah no it's a shame but yeah. you probably know if you know anything about wrestling that he's a good trainer yeah and sometimes yeah. to be a good trainer you don't necessarily need to be the biggest name in the world mm. like an example I'd use would be like Shawn Michaels and everyone knows Shawn Michaels at a wrestling school for a bit yeah. everyone also now knows that he didn't really do a lot of the training yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. He, he kind of his name was attached to it yeah. in the same way that you know ever since Stu Hart died the Hart Dungeon's name it's been in name only more than anything else yeah, yeah absolutely um, but then you've got people like Johnny Moss and Lance Storm as well as someone else I'd use yeah. who people who are g- good wrestlers really really solid really really good at what they do but not necessarily the biggest stars ever, but yeah. you know that they're good trainers. And I think that's that's a reputation that Johnny Moss has got yeah. now from, you know, he's turned out loads of people, hasn't he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. After that, it was, um, so like he, he'd helped me with the basics and then I wrestled uh, Chris Travis on a, a trainee show and he just sort of took me under his wing a bit and we just became like friends as well. Mm. And then we exchanged numbers and we just like kept in touch. And he was like always pushing at places. Oh, come and train here, come and train. So like, I went and just trained to like different places as well. Which is what Trav was like. Yeah, oh yeah, he really, really was. Uh, Talked with a lot of people. You know, he took a lot of dudes under his wing because geez, Trav, you know, he's selfless. Um, but that's how he should be. Like, I do, oh, yeah, I do the same in new comics. Like, yeah. if if a comedian comes up to me and they're brand new and they go, "Can you watch my set?" I'll go, "Yeah," because people did that for me. Yeah, absolutely. And people will have done that for Trav. Yeah. And and that's and that's the right way to be. You know, because. I always think as well if you're if you're trying to pass on a bit of knowledge, then you're still learning yourself rather yeah. than you know. And you'll and now you'll do exactly the same. Thing. Yes, so absolutely. Eighteen year old comes to you and absolutely. says, "Can you watch my match?" You'll go, "Yeah." yeah. yeah, you'll pass on your yeah. yeah. So absolutely. no, I think that's it, it's it's the right way to be. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I think it, it, it's it sort of Trav's reputation as a nice bloke. And I always said it was you know, my my son's middle name is Travis um, after him. You know, he's a yeah. genuinely good mate and. But what was weird was he didn't wrestle for progress very much, not loads, because he got no. sick and, and yeah. he was you know he was in our tag division for a bit. And his last ever match was for us. Yes. Um, but I was more mates with him because whenever I did comedy at Sheffield, he'd go, "Do you want to rag out?" I'd be like, "Yeah," because yeah. he's just the nicest guy. In yeah, the world. yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, not, and it, it fills me full of joy knowing he's he's always been like that with wrestlers as well. Cause, yes. You know, yeah. 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 He was. Uh, he, he just used to just text all the time and just he'd like. Uh, it was like Corp Wednesdays, is that right? On the Sheff in Sheffield, Corp yeah. Wednesdays, that thing. Used to, uh, I was joking with uh, Bubblegum in the car, like, Bubblegum Pip, Philip, <laughs> Mad Phil, call him Mad Phil, he hates that. Um, <laughs> um, <coughs> I was joking with him because uh, he used to just like drunk text, oh, I'm, I'm smashed. Or like, he'd like tell me about, oh, I should see this girl. I'm like, I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> it's like one in the morning on a Wednesday. <laughs> like, Nearly all my, my texts, 
from Trav would always be involving uh, his accumulator at the weekend. Oh right, yeah. And yeah. It, what football teams he'd bet on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a few times he, he went, he actually went to watch football with me, which was was always quite nice. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, whenever I was gigging in Sheffield, just because he loved comedy, so I'd always just invite him along. That's cool. And he'd come along, and, um, and sadly, one of the reasons he could come along most of the time was because he was poorly. Yes. Um, but. But yeah, it was it was quite nice because last week it was it was Chris Travis Day, wasn't it? And yeah. Everyone, it was really nice seeing the entire not just the British wrestling community, but the wrestling community as a whole. Because yeah, obviously, yeah. a lot of people in America, you know, really had a lot of time for him. It yeah. was it was nice, you know, seeing you know Kevin Owens has tweeted about him in the past and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice that he had that effect for people, even if he only wrestled on the once when they were just visiting. He still had that positive effect. Yeah, was, yeah, he did. Yeah, you know, it's a nice it's a nice way to. I think it's a Someone like him as a role model as well is a nice way to approach. Is a nice way to approach wrestling because if you, if you try and have a smile on your face and be nice to people, as a rule, more people are probably going to book you anyway, aren't they? Rather yeah, than yeah. you being surly and sat in the you, corner of a room. You want the nicest things <coughs> backstage as well. You know what I mean? Like it's about like bringing up backstage, like everyone having like a. If you're a positive backstage, you're going to go out there and have some fun as well. Yeah, we have fun. The crowd have fun. Yeah, that's the. It's the, the, the backstage attitude I always try and have at our shows is just, I want everyone to get on. Yeah. <clears throat> if we don't all get on, then I don't want, the person who's not getting on with people, I don't really want them there. Yeah. You yeah, know, exactly. it, it, and, and it helps with us because we're not really sort of import heavy. It means that it, it does tend to be the same people at most shows. So yeah. they do all form a bit of a bond and have just a bit just of a laugh. A bunch of mates sort of thing. Well, stage, well yeah, because when you get to a point where you're doing something like Brixton, there's two and a half thousand people. I want everyone to feel rewarded for their hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely. We can't we can't do a show like that if we haven't had four and a half years of people working their asses off for us. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, absolutely. Um, when <clears throat> so I mean, with you only been twenty three now, which is mm-hmm. terrifying. Um, I am fifteen years older than you. Um, you don't look it. I may add. Thanks. Actually. I do. I do get a lot. You know the reason behind it. I'll tell you, Chris. The reason behind it. Well, no. uh, I've not done a proper day's work since I was thirty years old. Um, <laughs> because comedy is not a job. <laughs> Okay. I drive a lot um, and then I get to dick around I get to dick around doing yeah. comedy dick around doing wrestling dick around doing voiceover and I'll be honest um, it doesn't tend to age you very much whereas I think if I still I'd have more frown lines if I think if I did a poor job I'm just I've just been a clown for too long and I think it's the same with wrestlers like I think wrestlers fall into two camps like there's wrestlers who always look young so uh, I'd include like Jack Gallagher in this, for example, yeah. like, uh, like I always think he's a lot younger than he is. Yeah, he's actually eighty three years he old. He is eighty three years, years old. All that, all them facts I say in the ring about yeah, him, yeah. like wrestling Ken and Nagasaki yeah. and stuff, completely true. Yeah, uh, he wrestled George Hackenschmidt in yeah. uh, nineteen twelve. Um, but there's certain guys who always look younger, um, and then there's some guys who will always look way, way, way older. And yeah, I think yeah. it's down to how much whether you've used fake tan. Or an actual sunbed <laughs> as to how old you actually look. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that's a good point. Those are those, was it? Yeah. yeah. But the fake tan thing, I think that's moving. Like the first time I ever did a show, the first time it was the first time I've ever been backstage at a show. Yeah. I remember watching Marty Skrull and Zack Sabre Jr. applying fake tan to each other. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, I didn't, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> um, but I think the fake tan thing's going. Like you're not a particularly orange man, are you? No, I'm like, but I, I I do tan fakely. Um, I'm scared of uh, small spaces. <laughs> I don't want to go to sunbed. So. <laughs> that makes sense. I've been on one <laughs> once. I've been on one once, and it, it was to get a. Me and my wife were going, oh, this is Jamaica. And she went, do you tan? And I went, yeah. I'm like, I've got 
Italian heritage, I tan pretty well. And okay. she went, um, but I don't, because the tattoos and the nocturnal lifestyle, I don't go out in the sun yeah, very yeah. much. And she went, um, she'd probably get like a, a base tan first. And because we live in North Wales and every third business is a tanning salon. <laughs> um, then I, yeah, I went and got, I went and studied one for like five minutes. It's the worst five minutes of my life. Yeah, it was, I like, I get bored and distracted easy as well. I've got like the attention span of a, Something that doesn't have a very good attention span. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like that you started that sentence yeah. and then went, I've lost interest uh, in this sentence. <laughs> that's how good my attention span is. Like, <laughs> but uh, I, just, I couldn't sit, I couldn't lie down or sit down for three minutes, not do anything in a small space. I just freak out. So, just fit down. This is, this, <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. this is what I love. The whole attention span thing is something I love about wrestling because I think, and, and I always talk about the parallels between comedy and wrestling, but like, no one who does comedy is particularly sane. It's a daft oh, thing. No. To, it's a daft thing to want to stand on stage and have the approval of people laughing at you. Yeah. And I think wrestling is... I think everyone who's gone, I'm going to become a wrestler, was probably a little bit odd as a kid. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean that. in the Because people who are odd as kids turn out to be the coolest adults. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, you yeah. know, my yeah. daughter's quite odd. She's going to grow up to be an awesome adult. And I, I, I love her more because she's a bit weird. And I think... Um, and I do think that's the case with wrestlers. I always look at it and, and think back to when I was at school and was desperate to be a wrestler. Yeah. Um, that I was definitely the weirdest kid in my school by yeah. a long way. Um, I mean, what was it? I mean, because you mentioned before you were a big Cody Rhodes fan, which illustrates how much younger you are than me because Cody Rhodes, I've been, Cody yes. Rhodes has only been around since I've definitely been a grown up and had a child. <laughs> so, um, uh, can you remember when you got into wrestling? Uh, yeah, like I used to watch, I used to, I was like, I didn't have friends that watched it. Um, I've got, my mum's uh, quite young and she watched it like yeah. as a fan and I just started watching it as well. And then she just stopped and I just carried on watching it. But like I didn't have friends in school that also watched it with me. So yeah. I just watched it by myself. Everyone wanted to sit to friends because they were all like uh, football, 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 rugby, rugby, rugby. And I was never really bothered about that sort of stuff. So I was like, just watch wrestling and just kept it to myself kind of. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't yeah. really... Yeah. I, I do find as well, I mean, I, obviously I like football and we've used football references in progress shows and stuff like that, but I, I've, I'm i talking to a couple of wrestlers about this. I'm always surprised when a wrestler says he likes football. Yeah, yeah. There's because not many. to me, it's it was a choice that people made when, like there was no way I was ever going to become a footballer. There yeah. was a part of me when I was 12 that thought I'd become a, I could become a wrestler. I mean, the reality is I never would have had a chance. Um, I, you know, I'm not, not dedicated enough to do anything like that. Okay. Because um, I do think there's, because there will have been a point when you were in your teens where you went, like your early teens where you went, oh, I think I'm probably going to, probably going to train to be a wrestler, and, and you, you have to be dedicated to it. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to look after yourself and go to the gym and stuff like yeah. that. You can't just go wrestler now. That's not how it works. Well, I didn't get how it, like I didn't get how you became one. Do you know what I mean? Like it was never because back then when I was watching it. Everything was like, there was none of this uh, network, obviously, hmm. NXT. You never heard of the training yeah. going into it, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I didn't really, like, go on the internet or anything like that. So everything was just DVDs and videos of the actual shows, and that was it. So all I watched was the shows, and then that was it, Yeah, you know? Um, never really got to watch much Japan, uh, anything from Japan, anyway, from till I was about, till I started training, really. Yeah. So I'm, like, 17, 18 by then. Um did it change your influences though? Because yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you remember who your favorite wrestler was when you were say like thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Who was it? Uh, I, I was like uh, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and all that sort of style of wrestler. Which is yeah, quite um, that that was that, that was like my favorite wrestler as a kid. Like I was just like the cool mid card guys because they used to like 
uh, action, fast pace, all that sort of stuff. I was never really massively into main event dudes because they were always huge and I was never big as a kid. So mm. I wanted to relate it to the small dudes. But I loved John Cena and I always have done, even through the period of time <laughs> where everybody went, oh, John Cena's awful. I was like, yeah, he is. And then like secretly like, I love you so much, John. <laughs> <laughs> I was I covering his you know his orange t-shirt like the really bright orange like 2011 10 maybe 2010 mm. I think something like that there's someone kicking him room hey, is, and I've said this a few times in that I when we started Progress I was a, a really tedious smart fan right. and the sort of fan that now vaguely bugs me and in that I was always like I don't understand why I have to cheer I don't want to cheer for him I don't want to cheer for John Cena and that's fine because no one's I don't have to yeah yeah you know yeah. The the thing that's made a difference for me is um, is going to watch WWE shows now I'm a promoter and seeing how kids react to him. In that I watched a four year old girl. I was at WWE in Newcastle last mm-hmm. tour. I'm watching a four year old girl just lose her shit when he came out. Just right, yeah. like he's Superman to her. Yeah, and that's so powerful. Yeah. And the other thing is, is going back and watching his body work and going, oh hang on a minute. He's never really been in a bad match. No. If he's in a bad match, it's not his fault. No, no. He's that's, that's really what, good and clearly loves yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. That's what I say. When was the last time we saw John, bad John Cena match and they go, uh, 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 I'm like, no, there hasn't been one. Because you can't, you can't tell me there's been a bad John Cena match. for. I, I, I couldn't name one now. You know what I mean? He'd have to scour for his stuff. My favourite WWE match ever is CM, is CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, right. John Cena. Still, yeah. And uh, Money in the Bank 2011, which is, I, I get asked this, the tweet I get the most is I always talk about matches that I'd show non-wrestling fans to make them like wrestling yes. and Punk yeah. Cena is one and, yep. and the other one is Ishii Shibata from 2013 where they just kill each other yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, so when when you got into I think it's quite because I, I was weirdly I was a similar age to you when I discovered Japanese wrestling that's because I was at uni and I started take training and stuff so how did your sort of influences move on? So if you went from like it, and I, I was very much similar to you when I was younger in that I always, I was more interested by the mid-card guys. Yeah, so yeah. I remember really liking Mr. Perfect and uh-huh. Ted yeah. DiBiase and, yeah. and that in the late 80s, early 90s. They were, uh, and Jake the Snake, and people who were great because Hulk Hogan never held any interest to me whatsoever. No, no, no. Um, uh, and, you know, now I can feel relieved about it knowing he's a horrible human being. So, um... <laughs> um <laughs> Literally the only he's the only wrestler I ever give grief to. It's because he's a racist. Um, so um, <laughs> I never liked Hulk Hogan. I kind of liked the Ultimate Warrior because there was something about him. Um, but I, I was never. I, whenever I watched a main event feud, I was always interested in the person feuding. So always like Earthquake and Rick Rude, <laughs> okay. and people were like Earthquake was great. I yeah, loved yeah. Earthquake. It's not enough fat blokes you, in wrestling. You, you don't you don't hear so you don't hear someone like give Earthquake credit really. You should obviously get it, but you never really. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely, but you never hear someone say that. Do you know what I mean? All, he, he managed to make a career out of sitting on people and breaking their ribs. Ah, brilliant. It's the, it's the dream. Perfect. So was there a point, um, can you remember who you're sort of, when you started training, did your influences change? Because I think Chris, Chris Jericho and uh, Chris Benoit, obviously in ring only, uh, are, are great sort of influences. <laughs> so are great influences to have yeah, because yeah. two of the best wrestlers ever and, and responsible for so I've been going back and watching a lot of their older stuff I rewatched the, the Jericho Shawn Michaels feud recently oh yeah that's just gone. so good um, but did your influences change did you did you start seeing people in Japan or elsewhere and go oh god these guys are good you'll surprise absolutely nobody that my first influence like that from Japan was uh, Prince Devitt yeah um, 
I always used to get the uh, uh, what's it called comparison and stuff like that mm. because I didn't used to have like a beard or tattoos and stuff like that. So actually, now you've pointed that out, you know, what I mean? realizing facially how much you look like <laughs> I get is that. is genuinely bizarre. Yeah, okay, like that's that really that is really odd. <laughs> wow, that just, is it's, like he's just like just morphed into like his face now. But yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. worse people you can look like, mate. I'm not oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty good looking man. Um, but I, I mean, that's a, but also someone who is in ring work in Japan. I mean, his in ring work in America is great, but his in ring work in Japan was. Wonderful. This was back in like Apollo fifty five. Yeah, when he was uh, tagging Taguchi and stuff like that. So. Uh, I was watching his stuff with uh, Kenny Omega and Ibushi when he was like a, you know, a clean baby face and stuff like that. And like, that was like, to me, that was like, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to wrestle like exactly like that. Mm. And ever since then, Japan was the uh, the goal for me. And it still is now, is to go and do Japan. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's like the, the main thing in my head is like, I've, I'm always like, right, I've got these like small goals. I'm like, all right, I want to wrestle this dude. I right, cool, I'll wrestle them now what? I want to wrestle for this promotion. I right, cool, I'll wrestle for them now what? But like the whole, behind it all is Japan. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um. But yeah, it was a, uh, I say like, Taguchi, Devitt, um, Kenny Omega, and then he used to watch a lot of ROH as well. Yeah, and I always liked the guys like uh, Roderick Strong and stuff like that as well. Um, again, it was always like the the guys that could uh, put on like a fifteen minute nonstop. Do you know that sort of yeah. match? I think that's that's the sort of style I was trying. That's what that's what I do now. Mm. You know, so that's the sort of stuff I used to love watching, and that's what I still love. It's always like it's on your Twitter feed. You describe yourself as a junior heavyweight. Which is a, yes, a, a very yeah. Japanese influence, yeah, 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 because yeah, um, yeah. you know cruiserweight to the, Mex- uh, the Mexican and American, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. And I, and whenever I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh, I know, what, I know what he's watching. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that is that's the genuine sort of goal for you is to yes, is, yeah. is to is to get there. I mean, absolutely. I think, I mean, luckily with British wrestling the way it is, probably the best time ever to to have that ambition and and have mm. that have that drive to get out there mm-hmm. um, and. I mean, have you set yourself a, a a time scale of when you'd like to be be doing things like this? Um, I want to, I want to, I want to go to Japan next year or the year after. Yeah, like I want to do it soon. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm quite impatient like that. And I think I was like a kind of a downfall because I'm really like, oh, I want to do it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like instead of it being like, no, I can wait for a bit. Like there's guys that I know that are like, no, I'll do that when it when it comes. I'm like, mm. oh, I like it. I need it now. Have you, I mean, and don't feel you have to answer this, but I mean, have you? Sort of tentatively, because obviously there's there's New Japan, yeah. which is massive, yeah. and there's no guarantee. Like anyone who gets on the New Japan roster is tremendously lucky, right? As no, well as being talented, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's only a limited amount of people they can have, yeah, yeah. So you know, Will Ospreay is there and is wonderfully talented and deserves to be there, one hundred percent, absolutely. But he's also he's he's lucky to be there because oh, yeah. you know if you look at when they're doing Super Juniors and stuff like that, there's not. There's not loads of room on the roster. No. You know, they've already got they've got their guys already. They've got American guys they already use. They've got the partnership with Ring of Honor, which means there's certain guys they have to use out of that. So you know, he's he's done tremendously well to be in that position, and you know, deserves every single bit of it. But it does, like with me and comedy, always there's, there's sometimes it's the right place, right time, and then cool stuff just tends to happen. Yeah. I mean, have you tentatively made inquiries with other companies in Japan and sort of because I know there's other ways in. So you look at. Like Joe Coffey went out there and wrestled for for smaller companies in Japan, and yeah. uh, Jack Gallagher went out and wrestled, yeah. uh, and wrestled out there. And that, so there are other ways. Yeah. So do you look at that as you as you weigh in, or is it just trying to go straight to the top? No, no, no. I want, I want to go in and uh, go and train at a dojo and stuff like that as well, and go and do it uh, wow. like, right the way through. You know, I want to I want to go through the system like that. Um, 
It's always like in, intrigued me. It's, it's funny because I was speaking to Will this weekend. Um, we're good friends, but we don't get to see each other much. Mm. So whenever we do, we always like have like we just cuddle and talk. He is. He is. It was super nice when we did our Brixton show. He just tweeted a picture of it and said, "I wish I was there." And it that yeah. I was already quite emotional anyway. Yeah. But Will's a huge part of our company. Yeah, and, absolutely. And but also he's a mate. Yeah. But he's he, he's because he's so much younger than me. Yeah. He's both a mate and like. Like a weird quasi sub, <laughs> in the like I, I love him the bits, but and I've never had to, I don't feel I've ever had to give him particularly fatherly advice or anything like okay. that. But at the same time, it's like I know I'm tons older than him, yeah. and, and I just I, I worry about him. <laughs> like, most of my conversations with him seem to be me going, make sure you have some rest. Yeah, worried sick, you worried sick. But he is, and and this is the thing. What I think is lovely is he's still. He's done great, but he's still giving it back, and it's proof of um, you know being nice works because yes. you know he's always talking up new talent. He's always talking up people that he wants to come. He, he thinks deserve to go out to Japan. Yeah. He's always watching other wrestling and saying this was great, even yeah. if he's not involved. Yeah. And what a great attitude to have when you're he doesn't have to do that. No, you know no, he's already no. super successful now. Yeah. He doesn't have to do that. Does it because he's a nice guy, and you know, and I, I think that's and that's cool. I mean. The dojo, does the dojo training thing come from knowing that that Devitt did it? Is it it's, not, it's not from that. Like I, I myself, I, I train a lot. Um, I don't, I don't look in like the best shape, probably. Like compared to like a lot of their guys, but like I, like, I train like hard like that. Like I do a thousand squats a day sometimes. Like like every other day, I try and do a thousand squats a day now. I mean, you do, dude, you do look in shape. Like I mean. I, his, I mean, because you're you're not the tallest dude, so you're never no. going to be no. massive. No, um, but you look you look in the right shape, which is you know. In my head, I don't. Do you know what I mean? Like in my head, I'm like, oh, I can look better, and da, da, da. but that that's just like another thing. That's just me. But like, so so in my head, I'm like, oh, I love everybody else. Must think the same, and then they think nothing of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I, try, I train it like every day. I've, I don't miss the gym. I bug people to come to the gym with me if we're on the road, sort of thing. And like, I'm like, oh, there's an hour here. We can go. How oh, can we not? We not do sleep. You need, not to have that, you need that. You need to have that dedication. Though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some people are looking don't have to go to the gym. I hate them people. But so much. There's not many of them. <laughs> um, there's I, a lot of wrestling. I think actually, where I look at them and they're like, oh, uh, I'm like, oh, you know, how do you train? Like, what? And they're like, oh, I'll do about three days at the gym. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? I do like seven, and they're looking nothing like. It. Ugh. But I, I mean, were you, so when you were a kid, mm-hmm. were you really into sport and fitness and stuff as a kid? Because what I've found talking to wrestlers is the amount of times, like, as kids, wrestlers were perhaps a bit chubby, and then and then all of a sudden went, I want to be a wrestler now, and they're in amazing shape. Like, that stuff blows my mind. As a kid, I was like a little nerdy little weirdo, like, it was like, <laughs> like a mad imagination, tiny, skinny, uh, like nothing to me, but I was just like... I don't, I wasn't I was into sports because my friends were mm. so it was just so I had some friends so I had someone to talk to so I could play football <laughs> I didn't like playing it really I don't really care about that sort of stuff but I sort of did it like for the social thing yeah because just cause just what you do as a kid you know what I mean but like I was never really that bothered about sports and stuff like that I used to do a drama in school and stuff like that which I think works well yeah yeah because yeah. you've the 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 character side of wrestling. Even even in you know independent wrestling, where often storylines aren't as important, mm. being able as a promoter, being able to turn someone and go, "Can you actually do this promo?" Yeah, is yeah. important. Yeah. Can you actually convey what we want you to convey with your face? Is important. And imagine, yes. like you're saying, if you're an imaginative kid, imagination is yeah. important. Like I look at um, 
Jimmy Havoc's a great example of this as someone who is super imaginative yeah. and super good at coming to us and going, I've got an idea. And, I'll, and we'll either go yes or no, but you always helps if people have ideas because we can't come yeah, up with everything. Yeah, because if it's not exactly what you want, you like, you could think of some of the branches off it. Absolutely. You know, like, oh, well, that doesn't work, but maybe this does. Mark, ha- Mark Haskins is the same. He's, he's great at coming up with ideas and, and you know, and lots of them. So, you know, we'll be able to run with one yeah. or, or we'll be able to put our own spin on it. And I think that is, because you can be, you can have, uh, you can really look after yourself and go to the gym and have a great body and you can be really, really fundamentally sound in the ring, yeah. but you still need the other stuff, stuff about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need the other stuff. And I, as well, I don't think, I think it's hard to fall in love with wrestling if you're not bothered about the drama side of it. Yeah, yeah. Just go and do MMA otherwise. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it does, it, do, it always makes me think like that. Yeah. Um, so you've had uh, just over two two years of being, of yeah, being, being a professional, being wrestler. A, prof- a professional wrestler, um, and there's a fair few places you work now, isn't there? so yeah, yeah, I'm jumping uh, name places that yeah, work. No, so like, yeah, um, real small. The one like I, I'm looking to be wrestling for like high profile promotions now within a like like PCW, ICW, Southside. Um, there's a couple more companies that I'm in talks with at the moment that I'm not going to talk about just yet, obviously. But um, but yeah, like they're the ones I'm getting. Like like over the last like month or two, um, they've just given me a bunch of dates, like the rest for the rest of the year sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, cool, you know what I mean? So mm. and they give me good matches as well and stuff like that, so, so I can really showcase myself and you know but, what I mean. Work. But again, myself. two two years in. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. Great yeah, yeah, going, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and it, and again, it's it's that thing of obviously you're on a lot of people's radars because. And, and if you throw yourself into something and you're dedicated enough to it, then mm-hmm. people are going to pay attention mm-hmm. and, and want to sort of have you around. I mean, where were you this past weekend? Uh, Southside all weekend. Which is, how many, that's a lot of shows there. We did it's four shows. Four shows. Yeah. Um, uh, and I know because it, speak, it was speaking this weekend, isn't it? Yes, yes. Which I went to a couple of years ago and thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, um, it's always a good show. That I like Southside a lot. Yeah. You know, ben and that are, are good people. Yes. Um, uh, I think it's quite underrated, actually. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's underrated. Like especially for the talent of the book, I got to wrestle Sammy Callahan on Friday, and that's something that I wanted for so long. Mm. He's one of the guys that um, when I started training, looked in Japanese wrestling, indie wrestling. Sammy Callahan, I was like, this is something completely different. Like mm. this black hair, but he was like a shorter, thick dude who mm. like could go and like he does all this like he like spits on his hand and chops. He goes, oh, it's disgusting, but it's like it stuck out so much. And, yeah. He's so brutal and like, and I was like, oh, I really want to wrestle him one day. And then he went to NXT and I was like, oh, I'm never going to wrestle him. And then he came out and I was like, oh. And then Ben messaged me, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to wrestle him? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, man. But he's, I'm like, yes. He's a great dude. Oh, he's, well. he's absolutely genuine. He's really, really, I never met him until this weekend as well. Yeah. When I met him, he was just so nice. When we had him at Super Strong Style this year. Oh, you did, didn't you? Of course you did. Um, just a lovely guy to have around. And, and again, we're like, before, it sounds really silly. Before we book imports, we'll tend to ask people and go, "Are they a nice person?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. just don't want to do what yeah. it's not. No, not. And um, <clears throat> and he super nice, great to have backstage. Everyone, everyone, and you get the feeling that he loves British wrestling as well. Yeah, yeah. Like seems to love everybody. Look, was just excited to be in front. Just of cuddles British everyone fans. as well. He just he goes <laughs> from person cuddling. Do you know what I mean? Cuddling, 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 cuddling. Lovely dude. I mean. Do you like? Have you got a sort of like a, a wish list of people you want to wrestle? Yeah, absolutely. And presumably, yeah. he was on the list, and he's one person you the can go. He was like at the top <clears throat> of the list. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, Who I told you? him afterwards, and told him before. Obviously, I was like, we we're just like talking and stuff like that. And then after the match, I was like, 
oh, I wanted that match so bad. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow, really? And uh, we like exchange contacts, stuff like that, and then um, send over some stuff to him. He's gonna look after me, I guess, as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, that's. I think he's he's very. When he was over with us, he was very keen to go. Oh, have you guys thought about doing this and doing this and, and using this guy? And it's like, yeah. oh, you really just love wrestling and care yeah, about yeah, it. I remember seeing him wrestle at Dragon Gate in 2012 on WrestleMania weekend, mm-hmm. and he wrestled Sabu. And I told Sammy about. It. I went the last time I saw you wrestle in person, you were wrestling Sabu, and he just went. Oh. <laughs> and I went. No, it was it was really good. He went. I just don't really remember the match. <laughs> no, honestly, it was it was it was great because. It was it was a weird crowd situation, and everyone was super excited to see Sabu. But obviously, the Sabu that I remember being super excited about in nineteen ninety eight is yeah, not yeah. the same. You know, obviously, he needs hip surgery at the minute. He's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not. He's not the same wrestler. But they both really went at it, and I think mo- that match ended up being good because Sammy was the one holding it together. Sammy yeah. was the one who went. Do you know what? I'm, people have paid money for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make the most of this, and and yeah. it, it was. On a show that already had lots of good wrestling on, because it was a Dragon Gate show, so there was loads of really high paced stuff. It was something different, and it was really, really good. Yeah. And um, and you just get the impression that he's always he's always took it really super serious. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know, and again, it, I don't think he offers the the offer of help that he's given you out to just anybody. I think you know, he, if you see something in someone, he's very got a very good wrestling mind. Yeah, yeah, yes. Who who have you ticked off the list so far? Who um, any prominent names that you're like? These people are on the list, and who have you sort of ticked off? Uh, so Will, um, Sammy. To be honest, a lot of my dudes are uh, British dudes as well. No, that's fine. Um, uh, uh, Bubblegum. He's a. Uh, he helped me out as well. He's helped me out for quite a while now, and he's like. He's a smashing, smashing lad, isn't he? People, people like the, like um, Ben all messaged him and said, "Oh, I'm thinking of bringing your kid in hmm. for uh, this Southside weekend." He went, "Ooh," because he's thinking it's PCW. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. He goes, oh, Chris Ridgeway, and he goes, Oh right, okay. So like we just because we're like best mates as well. Yeah. So it's like you kind of forget that sort of. Side he, of I think well. he lives. I think he lives near me, and he's, he's someone else I want to have chat on here because I yeah yeah genuinely 
genuinely like him and you know we've not used him loads on progress but whenever we do he's always done always works his works his socks off and when we've we've tended to give him younger guys yeah and he's looked after them and made them better and given them feedback and and he's he's someone I've got a lot of time for because he's just and, and in terms of his, his in-ring work just making you absolutely hate him is brilliant oh, absolutely yeah like, he's, a, he's one of the guys that I, I really learned a couple of things <coughs> a couple of things like the two of the, the main things I think about before I go out to wrestle um, uh, like like two of the biggest things I learned of him was uh, make sure he matches different to everybody else's so what can I do that's going to be different to everybody else which is great advice to yeah and um, making everything look like you're in an actual fight yeah. Like, what would you actually do in this situation? So if someone throws this kick at me and I call him, what would I actually do with it? Yeah. Would I do this or would I do this? What would my character do this or this? You know what I mean? Like, really over-analyzing over everything, but it becomes a better product at the end. You know what I mean? Instead of just going, oh, throw it down, punch them, and then, well, you this, know, like, what else would you do? This is, is when William Regal came to our school and was was talking to our trainees, and he was saying things that, that bug him in wrestling. And one of the mm-hmm. things is just people just kicking people in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, which on video games is how you set up every finish yeah, yeah, in a yeah, wrestling video. Yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, but he was like, "Why wouldn't I block it?" Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I block it? And I think there's certainly with companies like Evolve and people like Timothy Thatcher and, and Matt Riddle and, and people like that. I think the the hybrid between um, MMA and and shoot fighting and, and wrestling is becoming more and more pronounced. There's yeah. more and more people go, "No, I kind of want that." to look realistic and, and obviously yeah. the influence of New Japan and stuff like that yeah. you know he, and I think that's it's great advice to give people because yeah. it, what always makes me laugh is if you go back and watch an old Ring of Honor DVD and when they used to have the, the sort of six person all trainee scrambles at the start of a show and it'd just be finish it finish it finish it finish it yeah, finish it yeah. finish it there's no no one's countering anything no. it's just let's just hit everything yeah, yeah. and that's fine when you're brand new yeah, yeah. but the, the thing that really gets you to the next level is Thinking about the legitimacy of it and thinking about and making making things different is a huge thing that people don't. Yeah. No one wants to go to a show where everyone hits the same finisher. No, of course. Do you know what I mean? No one wants to go to a show where, um, or, or worse still, um, one of your sort of near fall setup moves is someone else's finisher. Yeah, that's yeah. Used later on because like this this happened a couple of times this weekend and like a couple of weekends ago as well. I remember seeing it on the show. About three times, there was like someone would use the move as a finish, and then someone else would l- l- use it later as a uh, as a falsy. But then someone else would use it as like like as a, at the end of a comeback sort of thing. Mm. But it's like the dude who's won with it looks like he can hit it better than the other two dudes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he's like he's perfected that move, and you two yeah. are like amateurs that, compared to him. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that's so that I, if you look at it from that point of view, but I don't think fans would. I think fans would just be like, oh well, that was weird. I think that's why you know obviously companies like WWE that's why you've got an agent with every single match yeah, yeah, yeah. is you go and you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that it, yeah. we, we started at Progress we started putting a list which it was Glenn's idea we started putting a list of people's signature and finishing moves just so people would start leaving some stuff alone and it seemed to work um, but again it's it's extra admin and most what people don't realise is most independent certainly nearly every independent wrestling company in this country yeah. is run by a couple of people yeah. <laughs> and it's like in the case of Southside which is a wonderful company I'm always I always love the fact that, that Ben obviously runs it and his wife helps out and then Harry his son who is the single most polite young man oh, I've yeah, ever met what a Run, smashing kid he runs around 10 minutes for 10 minutes for the show starts 5 minutes for the show starts 1 it, minute for the show there's no way that kid's and, and I, I don't know if I don't know if, if Ben or Harry listen to this but the, there's no way that kid's not growing up and being a millionaire 
nowhere in a million years. <laughs> he's too. No, I look at. I've got. I've got a nephew who's a bit older than him who's just lazy, and I look at. I look at him and go, I wish I had that. I wish I had that spark when I was a kid because I didn't. Yeah. It took me until I was in my twenties to have a spark about being interested in anything. Um, but oh, good lad. Um, who's on the list that you haven't wrestled yet? Oh, um, um, that God. that you would you would like, and they can be as lofty goals as you as you want. Obviously, um, John Cena is clearly on there. <laughs> <laughs> no I've got him there next week, and actually, uh, yeah, next week at the south side. Um, no, um, uh. Uh, Mark Haskins, Zach, and Marty. Um, I've wrestled Marty in a three-way, hmm. but to me that doesn't count. You know, what I, mean? I want like singles matches with people. I'm a singles wrestler. <laughs> just, <laughs> just if everyone needs a, a motto for life, there. That's three ways don't count. Three ways um, don't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, no, not, that's not love if it's a three-way, is it? You know what I mean? No, it's not. Um, I, I love that. I love that you've got rules for this as well. In that, because yeah. I'm the same. I've got like places I want to do gigs. But if it, I've got to be paid to be there. It can't be like a charity gig. Yeah, yeah. And I can't be doing an unpaid spot. Yeah. Like, so I didn't count doing count. the comedy store, for example, until I got paid to be there. The yeah. And, um, and I think that's good. It's good dedication to it. Do you, this is possibly an odd question for you. Um, and I, this is something that came about my chat with Zach Gibson, was that he's got sort of a notebook where he goes back through all of his old matches. And he's, yeah, yeah. He's quite meticulous about it. Now, this was the first time I'd ever heard of anything like that. I mean, if you've got anything like that with like either a list of goals or you've got sort of yourself going back through and yeah, and... I've got a, I'm, I'm a proper nerd like that. Like I've got like a, uh, I've when I write down my dates, yeah, I have, um, so I've got like first of January, whatever, and then I've got who I'm against, yeah. Sort of thing. So my entire phone calendar is. I know all my opponents that I've got coming up. I know all the. I've got all the dates because so when I look back in a couple of years, I'm like, oh, I remember that match. That was fun. Yeah. It's ever just been like, oh, I've got that booked to there. Yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. So makes sense. I've got all that, but I've also got written down like uh, dudes I want to wrestle. So if I had the thing with me now, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, I want to wrestle. <laughs> dudes um, <laughs> want to wrestle. Places I want to wrestle. I've got like goals stuff like that. But I also have the same thing of. I'm pretty sure it was. Zach Gibson that said it once, which made me go, oh yeah, I should do that with a notepad and write things down. Mm. Pretty sure it was. Maybe it was Pip, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, if I, I'll, I'll watch a match back and write down notes and stuff like that as well. Um, um, uh, what was I going to say? I completely honest, I? What a terrible thing to do on a podcast. <laughs> just completely it's quite right, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> um, I mean, with... How sort of... Prodigious, prodigiously are you watching wrestling I mean because obviously I watch every day like what do you mean like just any wrestling just any wrestling yeah. yeah I want to watch wrestling every day all the time because that's I think that's do you watch it still because you love it or do you watch it because you're trying you're trying to get better or is it a combination of the two you, you've got to, you've got to watch it one just to know your products now what, what's what's working what isn't with you know what I mean like what's what are people doing so I know what not to do because mm-hmm. I don't want to do the same as such and such person is doing because Excellent. then that's People already paying to see that guy, so why would they want to to me see pay to see me do a lesser version of that, you know? Yeah. But um like when I watch a match now as well, if it's especially if it's something that um some of say if it was like um Cruiserweight Classic had a lot of their matches where I was like, Oh, that'd be cool. So like Cedric versus Kurabushi. Yeah. So when I watched that match, I watched it first just to enjoy it as a fan. Then I watched it second and I watched it um why do people react at these certain points, like how have they built this up for the people to react to. Yeah. And then third, I, then I take the notes down the third time around. So I watch it like three times. I watch it like three after each other because that's like 
ridiculously boring. Yeah. But like, I watch it like oh, like the come weeks so I watch it as a fan first. Then I go back to it like, why did people react to that? And then the third time, text me not sound stuff like that. And try and like apply it to like not what they're doing, but like the rules of like the yeah. structure and stuff like that to what I'm doing. Going when you said that you on your calendar you have who you who you're wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now I know how progress works. Is we email people a week before the match yeah. and go, "This is what we want out of this. Uh, we'll, we trust you to work it out." Yeah. Um, this is who's, this is who's going over. That's basically it. Yeah. And if there's anything, any storytelling we need you to tell, we tell you about it. Yeah. But as a rule, we leave it to you and a senior wrestler that will have, do it, be an agent. Yeah. So that's that's how we do it. Because we're not wrestlers, don't want to take that to wrestle. Okay. Um, but say you look at your your diary and you go, "I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling wrestler X um, on Friday." Yeah. How much do you think about that in the sort of time leading up to it? Oh yeah, when I'm traveling to the venue, I'm like, "All right, what can I do this? What, what, like what? I, like I, I always know what they do. I've always, I always go and check people out as well, even if I haven't." Um, send them before or something like that, I'll go and hunt down some footage or something so I can watch them and see what yeah. they, how they move, what they do and what they're about sort of thing. Just so I can put some ideas together. Because I think it's hard when, if they haven't done it to me, like I don't care, I'm not going to be like, oh, well they should have, like, at least I've got something down, you know yeah. what I mean? So, say if it was me and you wrestling, I've watched your stuff already and I could be like, alright, so you do this and I could do this, which could, uh, we could play off this as well, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, it just makes it, I don't think it's life be easy and then you can, then once you got the ball rolling, you can't not come up with new ideas, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it always start always astonishes me because you will get certainly more senior wrestlers will just literally turn up and go, "Am I wrestling?" Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah what? Yeah. No, that's not how it works. Maybe maybe one day I'll be like that. But I can't see. We'll call it. We'll call it the ring. Yeah, yeah. be fine. Um, I, don't, I don't mind calling the stuff, but like I like to at least know what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I like to at least know how they work and stuff yeah. like that. I've checked them out. Do you still you still get nervous? Um, if there's a lot in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't get nervous. I got ner- um right. I got, I got no. Actually, on the on the way to the cat, right on the way to the, the venue, I'm fine. Ten minutes as we're about to pull up to the thing, I got mad anxiety before I'm about to meet everybody. Yeah. Go shake everyone's hand. I'm fine. And then so there's more anxiety about meeting people than no. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just get like a proper like oh, I need to get in there. Once yeah. once I'm in there, I'm fine. I'm, I just settle back down again. But uh, I start getting dead fidgety moving around. People, are like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just. It's hot, <laughs> hot and bothered, but uh, but like yeah, I don't, I don't get nervous for matches, but I don't want. I get uh, uh, I get excited, mm. but like I, I said that someone, I, I don't want to get that nervous anymore because I'm confident um, in what I'm gonna what I'm about to do sort of thing. Unless there's a lot to remember, but some people see that as like, oh, you must not care then. Yeah, I said, like, well, not really. I just I get more excited and a bit anxious something, sort of but it's just I'm so excited to go on like wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah. But people are like, oh, if you're not nervous, and you mustn't care. This doesn't really make sense to me, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I still see... I, I think different things in wrestling can make people nervous. So we can have... I've seen a progress shows people who are super confident in the ring, terrified of doing a promo. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, sure. So terrified, because... And I always forget, because it's my job, that public speaking is genuinely terrifying. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, Brixton, I didn't even work out what I was going to say until I got in the ring. Yeah. And then did a, I had to do a... A speech about the history of the company and it's like right. I'll figure it out but that's my job yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, my yeah, job yeah. talking is my yeah. job yeah. so I get whereas if ever I'm involved in in the finish of a match I am terrified right. because I don't want to get that wrong because that's not my world Yeah, and and I do think it's always found, I've always found it interesting what some people there's people who've been wrestling a, a, over a decade yeah. who are still 
nervous wrecks before a match. Yeah. And then there's people who've been wrestling a year who are like, just take it in their stride. I think it's yeah. different people's reactions to, to anxiety. Is I get nervous, I guess, like, when I'm wrestling people that I'm close to, because I'm like, the friend, and like, I, I, I don't want to, like, do something wrong, let them down, and like, bring their match down, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, I, get that. If, if, I get nervous. If it, if it was to get nervous, it'd be for that sort of reason. Mm. Or if it's like a brand new uh, promotion that's like, I'm, de- I'm debuting versus, like, I remember I was nervous for ICW, when I was first then PCW, you know, like the bigger, the yeah. bigger ones like that. Um, not to be ignorant to like any uh, promotions that draw less fans out of less. I, j- I just I feel more like comfortable like. Yeah, but it's just you know I mean? it, it's the same in any bit of pressure, I guess. It's the same in any walk of life. Like like when I started stand up, I was working lots, but the people I want I wanted to work for the big clubs, and yeah. I think it's uh, it once the first gigs I always did for those places, I was always more nervous because more there's more riding on it. Yeah, you know. You don't ever want it to be that you go somewhere and you wrestle for them once and you're never back again. Yeah. You want to, you know. And and I would imagine as a wrestler, if you can say, I work for these big companies in the United Kingdom, then it helps you fill the rest of your diary because you're already, yeah. you know, you're already in the public eye as it were. Yeah. Um, and it also means that there's going to be eyes on you overseas because because those shows do tend to have more import on or whatever. Certainly PCW is a great way of yeah, of sort of, definitely. and Southside as well. You know, use use imports very effectively. Mm-hmm. I always, I always get accused of being anti-import because we don't use them very much. It's just it's a different philosophy. You know, yeah. I, as a fan, I've been to Southside shows and PCW shows, and I've had a belt in time because they're great companies. Um, I'd go to Rev Pro shows if I could, but they're always on Fridays, <laughs> Fridays on right, Saturdays, yeah, and I'm, I, I'm working. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but you know, it, I, I think. The opportunities to sort of cross paths with people, people like that, and presumably you've got a list of promotions that obviously you've hit some of them already. But then there's obviously some that you'll want to work for. Yeah, absolutely. Going yeah, forward, yeah, you know, and absolutely. It's good to it's good to have those goals. Yeah. Um, on a slight tangent, different question. Uh-huh. Um, you're a tattooed man. I'm a, I am a tattooed man. I'm a tattooed man. I'm, I'm always astonished when someone of your age is as tattooed as you are. Because <laughs> I didn't. I, I haven't actually had a tattoo in about 18 months, so I was this tattooed when I was like 21. See, I used to do tattoo conventions. I used to work at them because I used to write for a tattoo magazine. Yeah. And like, I'm moderately. I've got I've got two arms and most of my legs and my chest and that done. Yeah. And but you'd see 19 year old kids who'd have like two full sleeves, their neck, all their hands done, and I'd be yeah. like. Yeah. 19 like you 19 how and this is this is a question about tattooed wrestlers right because yeah. your tattoos are excellent um thank you um so you've got tattoos i've got a um, bit here actually which obviously can't hear on the podcast i can't see sorry but the ink won't go in there that little on bit your finger there. fingers it just are keeps hard, coming mate. out everywhere else is fine but there's just this bit and i've had it read on six times and it just so i'm just giving up it actually, because it's a skull, isn't it? It doesn't actually. It actually it doesn't... makes it look quite cool. Right. Yeah, I, I, I thought that. I was like, after a while. But it's for the it's unlucky 13 on it as well. Mm. Which, I thought, how ironic is that? That it won't go in. So it's unlucky and everything else. Like, so it's like... It's an omen, mate. There's something happening there. And all those fingers are... <laughs> so, the, so I look at tattooed wrestlers. Yep. The ones that pop straight into my head. Uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. Tommy End. Mm-hmm. Uh, T-Bone. Yep. Um... And, and as a rule, I think the thing that, that unifies all of your all of your tattoos is your, your tattoos, beautiful though they are, are still vaguely intimidating and of, of a theme, mm-hmm. right? I, as a tattoo man, have, I could never be, a, and there's many reasons I can never be a wrestler, lack of coordination or being in shape are, are two of them. But my tattoos are uniformly quite stupid. 
you know, all video games on one arm, Ron Burgundy on my arm. The first one when I saw, I think it was like one of the like first progress shows, something like that, and it was the picture. And I think you were announced it, and they were, I saw the big Ron Burgundy out there, and I was like, that's really cool. But I would never think to get something like that. But I love Ron Burgundy, and I love Angelan. Yeah, so. oh, it's, it's, it's literally the greatest one. But I'd never think to get like a tattoo like that. But like having a, like, a straight edge Hello Kitty and stuff, and, and <laughs> lightsabers on my fingers, they're all, they're all done. Um, have you got any tattoos that are daft, that are legitimately silly, rather than... Because I, I can... There's, there's probably meaning behind them, and it's like, there's meaning behind all of mine, and people presume, Pac-Man Ghost has got me meaning behind that, it's my first childhood memory, it yeah. genuinely is meaning, you know, but have you got anything that's that's properly daft? I've got... It's, I've, got I've not got anything properly daft, but I, I've got some. I've got this little dinosaur on my thumb here. Oh yeah, um, Caradactyl. But... It wasn't. I wanted it because I love dinosaurs. I absolutely love dinosaurs. Massive nerd for it. I've got a big dinosaur here as well, which is perfectly acceptable. Um, Everyone loves dinosaurs. I absolutely love them. I think they're the coolest thing ever. But it's not daft. But when I fly it like this, by flexing <laughs> my thumb, <laughs> he's flying the dinosaur with his thumb. So um, what I'm doing is I'm straightening and bending in the thumb, and it makes it look like the pterodactyl's flapping its wings. So sometimes I'll go. The people point out my tattoos and they go, "What do they mean?" And that to me is the most annoying question ever because. I have so many tattoos I can't be able to explain what they all mean. We don't have three days to talk about it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So like, I'll just go. And I'll pull my thumb out and I'll just flap. <laughs> I'll just flap my pterodactyl and it'll fly away. And then I'll just look at them until they react. And yeah. then they either think I'm weird. Oh, they think I'm weird. It, this really is. It is it. annoying that the whole because I get the whole what do they mean and it's like I did a whole like Edinburgh show about what they mean. Yeah. Like either go and buy it <laughs> or. Or I can't be bothered. Yeah, like, yeah. They all, but they do all mean something. Ron Burgundy means slightly less, but the rest of them do. Ron mean means a lot. Isman means a lot to me. As it, as it, look, look would have it. I think it. Me and my wife have probably watched Anchorman together around about a hundred times since we got together. Yeah. Um. But like they all mean something to me. Yeah. And it'll be the same with your tattoos. <laughs> do you also get? And it's probably more likely to happen to you because you're in shape and often shirtless as a wrestler. Do you ever get people just touching your arms because they think it's all right because you're tattooed? Yes, absolutely. I get. I, <sighs> so annoying. The weirdest one was I was on a plane. I was wrestling um, in Sweden. I was on a plane. I've got a funny story about Sweden actually. That I'll oh, tell cool. you. Um, I was wrestling, I was on a plane and a woman. I was so I not spoke to her. Went on the plane for about an hour and a half, which is weird because it wasn't when I sat right next to her. Mm. If I sat down right next to her and she went, "Oh, you got tattoos." Yeah. Then I'd be like, "All right, cool." I'll have kids stare at mine on planes. Yeah, but, but if it's straight away, then that's fine. But it's like an hour and a half into the flight, and I'm sat there and I'm like nearly not enough, and she just grabs my hand. And she just grabs it and she like just holds it, looks, and I'm just like looking at her. She's not looking at me, just staring at my hand whilst holding it. I'm like, you don't know me. Like that's a strange <laughs> thing to. And then she just goes, oh nice, and gives me my hand back, and then just goes back onto a book. I was like, oh, well, I don't want to fall asleep now. Next no. to the person in the case, like so I just stayed awake. Like I was absolutely knackered. But I was just like, what a strange thing. It is. It is yeah. odd because like I've I've and I've seen people do it to all the wrestlers, and I've seen like people do it to my wife because she's as tired as me, and yeah. it's like. Stop it! Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I like my my tattoos, but and I'm I'm proud of them, and, and I feel a more complete person for having them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, stop grabbing my arms. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like being touched by strangers as it is. Like, like which I'm, is fair enough. Yeah. you know, like you're allowed to not want that. You it makes know? me sound like a monster when I said it, and then when I hear that sentence back, it's like that's no fine. one likes being touched by that's, strangers. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> what, um, what's your Sweden story? Right, so I was in Sorrisland in Sweden. Uh, a uh, big dude called uh, Matthias brought me over and he's lovely and I think he's great not really really nice dude and so I've wrestled this show um, 
and at the start I went um, Denmark and Sweden are next on neighbours mm-hmm. and then I'm uh, a baddie there I like to call it baddie I don't like heel and villain I'm a baddie baddie um, I like blue eye as a, as a, baddie, I love that yeah. I love that yeah, you're a blue eye um, <laughs> but I'm a and then I went oh everyone went quiet. Went, what's up Denmark and they all booed the hell out of me I, I thought it was still funny because it was such a lame joke but afterwards I find out that we are wrestling above uh, a Swedish Latino mafia bar so they're legit, what? they're legit, like... The well-known Swedish Latino Mafia. Yeah, the fun <laughs> thing, like, I didn't even know that was a thing ever. <coughs> and afterwards, um, he's like, oh, we're going to this after party, because they all speak American. For some reason, they're all sound American. It's like, hey, we're going to go to this after party. Whenever I've gigged in Denmark, I've been in Denmark and Norway, never Sweden, and yeah. I've always been astonished at the American accent. How American? Is. I'm just like, oh, you're from America? They're like, no, I'm from here. I'm like, you sound like you're not from here. Like, <laughs> don't make it like that. Um, so I went into this bar. So I'm like... I don't drink really, I don't smoke, I don't do anything. I'm just such a boring person. Um, but I'm there with my little uh, thing of strawberry milk, not even protein shake, strawberry milk <laughs> with my gear bag. And I walk into the thing, and like, the, so the venue is literally like a door, and then it's the club. Yeah. So I walk in with the thing, and I walk in with strawberry milk, and I look around, and there's like women everywhere and stuff like that. And there's like all these dudes that look like so stereotypically Latino mafia. Like they've got, so they've got like a white top underneath and they've got the top button of the checkered shirt don't know they've got a bandana with their head and they've got their head tattooed and they got that and they're all like hey man what's going on i'm like jesus fuck, <laughs> you walk into the pot of grand theft auto i've just walked yeah i just walked into san andreas but i was just like <laughs> so like there's a student who's like hey i didn't uh didn't find your Denmark joke funny he's like looking at me with these psycho eyes i'm like fuck i'm like oh <laughs> strawberry milk in my hand like oh <laughs> what am i like you know <laughs> So they're like, yeah, do you want to do you want a drink? I'm like, uh, no, I'm alright. I don't drink things. So he's like, with his nose. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, oh, I'm really tired. It's like <laughs> ten at night. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I had like a really good night's sleep. But I'm like, I'm really tired. I'm, I might go back to the the room. So that was a that was an experience. But it was just like it was like a really big long table, and they were all like sat around that, and then. It was just, it was just, it was quite insane. It was like walking, like, just from a normal venue, which is like a really bog standard venue, into, like, a movie. Just imagine yeah. what it's going to be like when you, you go to Japan and you have the sponsors there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who haven't got their little fingers anymore. Yeah, but at least I'm prepared for that. I've already heard the stories <laughs> and stuff like that. You've never heard of them, them Swedish Latino Mafia. Um, have you been overseas much? Uh, I mean, I, I always think it's it's pretty cool... It's pretty cool to get that experience when you've only been going a couple of years. And again, it's testament to to your reputation and your Thank skills you. that, that you're getting invited overseas. I did. I've done uh, all over Britain. I've done Denmark and Sweden a couple of times each. And now I'm about to do Italy in December. And I went, <laughs> when I got booked for Italy, I went to more, um, oh, um, uh, oh, I got booked in Italy. I said, oh, that's cool. So I, I went, yeah, I'm going to have to speak, learn how to speak Latin, though, aren't I? And she went, what? <laughs> and I went, Latin. And she went, no, and I went, well, that's what people from Italy speak. She was like, no, they don't. They speak in Italian. I was like, is it not Latin? I thought, oh my this, God, this, is like, this is like a month ago. This is like a month ago. I thought Italian people spoke Latin. I don't know why. But I think it's because, in my head, in China, for example, in China, they don't speak Chinese. They speak Mandarin. It's just a different word. And Latin kind of is like Italy, right? So in my head, I was like, oh, that must mean that. But it doesn't. Right. If any of you listeners are posh enough, um, then uh, tweet tweet me and Chris. What's your your Twitter handle, Chris? Chris X Riddy. Right. Tweet me and Chris in Latin. There's going to be people posh enough 
that they studied Latin at school. Yeah. Just tweet us in Latin. Don't tell us what it's about. I mean, ideally say, I enjoyed Tuesday Night Jaw this week, but just tweet us in Latin. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a working class lad from Leicester. I have no concept of Latin at all. Um, It'd be great if you could, because I'm going to wait at least here, and I need to know how to speak. Yeah, you know if, you mean, could, so. if we could cobble together some kind of... Go- I wish your mum had never told you. And you turn up there. Oh, she's play- She's actually... She made me believe I was half Jewish for 10 years, because she plays jokes on me. And she made me <laughs> You what? You didn't start coming, did you? No, she, uh, <laughs> she made me believe I was half Jewish for 10 years. I found out when I was 20 that I'm not half Jewish. So when I was 10, right, I've got, there's a, I don't know my dad. Also Hebrew tweets are now exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't know my dad. I don't, I'm not sympathetic, like, I don't care. That, to me, I'd make so many jokes about it anyway. So like, that's, this isn't a, right. that. But you need to know that for the story. And she goes, um, I was like, oh, mum, am I religious? So I was like, I was like 10, so like, mum, am I religious? And she goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, your dad's Jewish and I'm not, so you're half Jewish. I was like, oh, okay, I'm 10. So I'm like, yeah, cool. But then she just never tells me that, no, no, no I'm not. And we're talking, like, me and my mum, my friends, I think it was like a house party, as we've been back when we lived in Barrow. And uh, some of was said, and I went, oh, da, da, da. oh yeah, well, because I'm half Jewish, aren't I? And she goes, huh? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm half Jewish. She goes, how can you be half Jewish? No, you're not half Jewish. What do you mean, half Jewish? And I went, you told me. But so I've learned a lot about Jews, by the way, like, since then. Like, <laughs> sitting there at the age of like 11 or 12 learning about your heritage in school like when it was like Ari and like they talk about like you know like Jews and Jewish people and I'd I'd be like set up oh this is this is me guys I'll uh, (laughs) get my notes (laughs) 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 never never really told anyone at half Jewish because I didn't really know I didn't I didn't know if people were or not so I didn't know how you could tell, you know, like, so I, was just, I was a really stupid kid, really. What, what I love is, is your mum is a joke of it, she did not give you the opportunity to go to Italy with only Latin as your weapons. Um, I'd have learned lots of Latin as well, I'm speaking of Latin to them. Oh my god. Your mum's ace. She's um, not, she's a terrible human being. <laughs> it's, it does sound like your mum's been most supportive of your, your wrestling, man. She's not to be, isn't she? She, she doesn't like it, she doesn't like that wrestle. She's like, is she, is she, is she watched you wrestle? Uh, through eyes like like this where you put your hands over your eyes and yeah um, a couple of times like in Barrow but not not loads because I, I always like there's there's certain um, weirdly through being a wrestling promoter there's parents I got to know so mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Bates mum who most people know yeah, yeah uh, she's lovely <laughs> yeah. um, uh, uh, Will Ospreay's dad yep um, and, and it's I think that's quite but every now and again we'll get we'll maybe do a progress show where um someone's parent will come for the first time so um, Laura Di Matteo who is Italian speaks Latin um, uh, her mum came over from Italy because yeah. Laura moved to Laura moved to Britain to train to be a wrestler which is a tremendous dedication oh, that's brilliant. I don't know that um, and her her mum came over to watch her wrestle and her mum didn't speak any English right. and her mum kind of was you could see was really proud of her daughter but at the same time had no concept <laughs> of what she got it was, like, it was yeah. very much like Oh, hang on a minute. Like, it, my dad's a great example. My dad came to the Brixton show. Yeah. And me and my dad have loads in common, especially to do with comedy. He loves comedy. He loves football. Took me to football for years. Used to drive me to gigs when I started doing stand-up. Like, yeah. doesn't really get the wrestling. Right. Like, yeah. doesn't. And the best compliment I got off my dad in a long time was um, him giving me a hug after the Brixton show going it's quite special isn't it and I was like oh he gets it because yeah, yeah. he gets what we're about yeah, yeah. even though That's cool. I could see where he was sat for the entire show and he did have that look of is this on for another couple of hours yeah. <laughs> because it's wrestling he doesn't yeah, yeah. he doesn't get it but your mum's the reason you're interested though isn't she if she, if, yeah, yeah she, she, she watched it and she, uh, she let a, like a four year old 
kid watching, which is wild. But like back when they used to like blade all the time and just like <laughs> so I was like, oh whoa, that looks really cool. <laughs> Look, the rock's bleeding. How cool is that? Um, final thing, I'm not ask about injuries because a couple of years presumably you've stayed healthy for most of that I've had quite a, quite a few injuries actually uh, yeah I've got um, my shoulder uh, I've dislocated the shoulder a couple of times and now this bone just sticks out um, probably should get that seen too but it should be fine Marty Scurll has a similar thing um, he's got a it's not as bad he's got a sticky up but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's not as bad as that but yeah but like it's not level when you look at my shoulder it's like mm. one sort of drops a little bit um, yeah I've, t- I've taken quite a few nasty knocks to the head and stuff like that as well but that, that comes with the style that I do but I'm, not, I'm never going to be like probably one day I'll dial it down a bit but like for now while I'm still like I'm fine do you know what I mean like, but like I think the important <laughs> thing is is, and this is, is something that, that came to light with with Sebastian being knocked out in the ring for us is is not rushing back like I think mm. you've whilst concussions are scary things yes and from my so we did when we did our Brixton show uh, and I don't know if you were on the, the PCW show the day before um, but Rob Lynch from London Riots yes I was on that I watched yeah. that actually yeah. got kicked in the eye I saw, I saw that legitimately kicked in yeah, the yeah. eye um, yeah. by accident by Jack Evans um, my big concern when Rob texted me and said I'm a bit hurt wasn't oh god what if oh god what if we can't use him because we had a con- we always have a contingency we had the contingency in place if the Riots couldn't, couldn't perform um, and it wasn't his eye didn't look pretty because I you can swell something in and go down my big concern was is he concussed and I spent most of the time before the show in Brixton just going up to Rob and just having casual chats with him yeah, yeah. because I read just, up on how to spot if someone's concussed right, okay. and he was jolly and happy and yeah. wasn't confused and was fine because so he, he didn't really fine. get kicked like it was like right in the eyes possibly yeah. the head wasn't it it wasn't like but I know he, he, he felt really woozy straight after it so my oh, initial yeah. concern is if he's concussed he's definitely not wrestling you can wrestle with you can wrestle with a slightly dodgy eye yeah you can't wrestle with a concussion. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing to say to people is, like, and you strike me as a sensible lad. Like, I like to think if, you, if you've if you been hitting the head, even though it sucks, you yeah. still take some time off to, to, to try and recuperate it. That face says, <laughs> that face says, I love rest. And this is the problem we have as promoters, yeah, but... is I never want to put anyone in a ring who's not, not 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but equally, I'm aware that if I decided Rob Lynch was concussed and I said, Rob, you're not wrestling today. You and JD will take you off the show yeah. um, because you're concussed. Yeah. I have a feeling that I would have got more grief from him for yeah. doing that yeah. than, than letting him wrestle. Yeah. Which puts us in a difficult position because often you guys will not necessarily be 100% truthful when there's over injuries because no, you want no. you want to wrestle more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's... It's a it's a difficult position to. There's been a couple of times where I've been like that, where I've like been I've took like bad head knocks and then I've been like that, or like in injuries and then are you okay? So, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I just want to wrestle. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I don't know people go oh what about when you're older and you're old man. It's like uh, I'll be able to say oh I did all this cool stuff. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like I'm really not bothered about when I'm. I think old the, and... there is also the 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 long term culture of wrestling is I'm fine. I'll carry on. Like yeah. I know that. And often I won't find out about it, so I'll find out that someone's got knocked in the head pretty bad during one of our matches. Yeah. And I'll find out afterwards, and they'll be like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, why don't you say we would have stopped the match? And I'm like, I'll stop the match. No, and, it, no, and, yeah, and unfortunately, because I'm not a wrestler, I don't always know when you guys are hurt. There's yeah, been yeah. times when we thought people were really badly hurt, and they're just really good at selling. Yeah, they're just fine. And then there's other times when, you know, um, I've seen people get hurt, and I've gone over and gone, we can stop. And they're like, no, no. No. And, and it and it's, it, it puts 
Because the first people to get grief, unfortunately, in these situations are the promoters yeah. and not and not wrestlers. Um, but it's a bit daft, really, because it is. On. I was like, I got my jaw snapped about. Because you said your jaw, you, you, you clicked your jaw at the start of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. When I wake up, my jaw, my jaw locks as well because uh, it got snapped. I got kicked uh, one side of my face and the other side, the jaw popped out. Oh. So I popped out during the was sideways, but I just finished it up just because I'm not like, I'm not, I'm, I'd never ever go, well I would if it was worse than that, but it's only my jaw. Um, but I was just, I just finished up the match anyway. Um, and then deal, deal with it afterwards. Do you know what I mean? But like I'd never want to be like, oh no, that's it. Because then I think the fans are being comfortable and stuff like that and I wouldn't want, it sounds such, it's such a weird mindset to have and I realise that. Uh, like when I say that, that things like that out loud, that's such a strange thing. It says like, "Oh, my jaw broke," but I wouldn't want anybody. I'd, I'd just rather carry on and be injured backstage yeah. rather than the fans be like. Have you ever had to stop a match? Because never, because if I've been hurt or something, I'll just maybe like cut it short a bit. Yeah. But I've still like finished it. So it's a one, two, three. The fact, and I just go backstage, and that's backstage. And what what's your pain threshold like? Because <clears throat> I know I tend to presume. As a rule, when people have got tattoos, their pain threshold's quite high. Yeah, because they're not fun. Like, I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm, I've, I've got a, quite a high one. I used to do a lot of uh, jujitsu, kickboxing, karate. I'm a brown belt, second grade dan and karate, and I've got oh, like so. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've sparred with a lot, and I've done so. I've taken a lot of knocks, and I've, yeah, you know what I mean. So I've looked after myself, and I'm fine. Because I, I'm, is there anything though? Like, and this is probably a weird question. Well, I'm covered in tattoos. Yeah, couldn't have a piercing. Like genuinely couldn't. Like I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared of needles. Yeah. Like, which people no, go. I'm scared of needles. I don't like. But yes, yeah, so someone was like, "How are you scared of needles?" You got to say it's not a needle. It's a little scratchy. Yeah, thing. it's not it's a needle. Not a needle. It's not a needle. It doesn't go through your skin into your, like your vein or no, like something. Like, that, like my wife's got tunnels in her ears, and I'd I'd love to have that because it yeah. could fit how I look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no. Yeah. No, no, nothing's going through it's one side of my skin and out the other side. Not the same thing at all. Absolutely isn't. But is there anything like pain wise that you're like? Oh, absolutely not. Because I know some people. I'm, I'm really my knees are bad, and I'm really sensitive about my knees. And like, if anyone even just slightly knocks my knee, I'm in agony. <laughs> um, but is there anything with you where you're like, I know, I'm avoiding that side of pain? No, forever. Not really. No, I've had a <clears throat> I've had a funny injury. Yeah. Um, training in the gym. Now this is uh, this is a bit explicit actually. I can mention it. It's it's an eighteen plus. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I'll, okay. I'll put the little explicit e on iTunes. So we'll be alright. <laughs> oh, it's fine then. It's funny this. Um, so I was training um, just in the gym and I was doing like raises which do uh, your abs. Yeah. And so you've got on a dude's body, well, anyone's body, you've got like the V lines there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they connect right to your penis. Yeah. Right? So there's like the ligaments there. <laughs> yeah, you can see where this is going. <coughs> so there's the ligaments there. Yeah. And I actually pulled one of them. So I pulled my dick ligament. And <laughs> so like, I was in pain for like about a month. For like, I just like, it was horrible. So it was just like, all, it was just like solid, not ridiculous, <laughs> but the ligament itself was just like solid and in pain. It's like walking was horrible and like, that hurt as did well. You, so. you, were you wrestling at the time? Uh, yeah. Did you, did you wrestle with a, with a strained yeah. dick? Well, I wrestled with a strained dick, brother. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I like to think your autobiography one day will be called Chris Ridgeway, Ridgeway and I, I strained my dick ligament. Yeah. Mad as fuck. Oh. That's what's strained dick and everything. <laughs> Honestly, but I've never experienced pain like it because it's so uncomfortable. But I don't know anybody else that's ever had it like that. You know what I mean? Tweet. Tweet, Chris. Yeah, if, if you have, please, can we, can we talk With about has, it? Hashtag Tuesday Night Joe, hashtag dick I ligament. have strained my dick ligament. 
There's about to be someone. Yeah, oh, yeah. The All these people going, oh, I want that. I want that. I want that V at the bottom of me. Bottom of me. Don't you don't want it that much? Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Two other exercises. I, I don't know. What, I think I just like I, maybe it was too fast or like I, I just a bit of an awkward thing. I was like, oh, that hurt a bit. Carried on. And I thought I was fine. Woke up the next morning in absolute agony. It was the worst thing ever. But yeah. Oh God. Couldn't lie in my front rages as well. So. Oh God. <laughs> just the thought of it. It's horrible. Yeah. Um. Good. Oh, that's the best place for us to end. Really. <laughs> strained dick ligament. Um, plug some things. So you mentioned your Twitter before. Mention your Twitter again, so yeah. people have got it. My Twitter is Chris X Riddy, and my Instagram is Chris Ridgeway One. I use. I've got a Facebook one, but that's so boring. I don't use it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a like page. I just. You're quite good at Twitter. Though. Twitter. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have fun on Twitter. Um, yeah, I like I like I like I like talking to people. And, right. and uh, off the top of your head, do you know where you are this weekend? Because this will be out today. So um, where are you this weekend? Where am I this weekend? Oh, where am I this weekend? Oh yeah, Hope Wrestling in Mansfield on Friday, and I'm back in my hometown in Baron Furness on Saturday. Actually, oh, nice. yeah, I'm going to go see my friends as well while I'm up there. So yeah. Cool. That's just this weekend, yeah. Do you know your wrestling? Because you, you've said you're encyclopedic about this. Yes, I've got a Ryan Smile on the Friday and Drew Parker on the Saturday. Oh, excellent. Drew's one of my close friends, so yeah. Um, uh, good. Well, listen, thanks for being part of this. And let's let everyone just think next time they look at your stomach or your torso <laughs> in general that you the sacrifice everyone now I knows. Now knows. <laughs> if we could play Creed's My Sacrifice. <laughs> Uh, Just whilst, about my penis. Whilst thinking about Chris's uh, dick ligament. No, but thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. No, thanks, dude. Thank you. So that was me and Chris Ridgway having a chat in his kitchen. Um, his dog remained outside the kitchen. Uh, he's got a very cute dog who I was very excited to see. I'm not allowed a dog in my own house because my wife's allergic. Um, anyway, hope you enjoyed that chat. Don't forget, he is Chris X Riddy on Twitter. Do follow him. Do check him out if he's wrestling near you. He's a smashing young man. Uh, I'm sure big things will be coming his way. Uh, he's got the right attitude, which is always a big thing. Really committed to wanting to be a good wrestler. Um, and he's clearly making waves just looking at the amount of people who are booking him. So uh, good for Chris. Nice to meet him. Uh, hopefully our paths will cross again soon. Um, don't forget, Tuesday Night Joy is part of the Distraction Pieces Network. Uh Scrooby's Pips' wonderful Distraction Pieces podcast has Jack Gallagher coming up uh, either this week or next week. He did mention it on the roundtable last week, so obviously make sure you listen to that. And indeed, go back and listen to Pips' huge archive of people from every single walk of life. It's a fantastic podcast. I think, for my money, the best podcast in the entire world. Uh, and I'm biased. My podcast is on his network, and I'm biased. Pips and mate. But it is wonderful absolutely wonderful he's had some brilliant chats with loads of different people so make sure you check that out and of course the other podcasts on the distraction pieces network there is say why to drugs uh, and there is stop and search uh, both sort of drug-based podcasts but are really really interesting if for someone like me who is straight edge um and you know you might think oh jim's anti-drugs i'm kind of not um i'm just straight edge for my own reasons um, so do check those podcasts out they're both great as well and just support the Distraction Pieces Network because it's growing and growing and growing because of you guys obviously if you want to tell people about this podcast jimsmormon.com slash tnj point people in that direction I am at jimsmormon on Twitter if you ever tweet me about wrestling please use the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw because I get a lot of other tweets to do with comedy or mainly abuse about football if I'm being honest um, and I'd like to know whether or not uh, what I'm talking about when the tweets come through because I get quite a few um, and once again my wrestling company, ProgressWrestling.com. All their shows are up at Demand-Progress.com. And my stand-up special, JimSmallman.com slash MyGirls. There is a trailer up there now about me telling a story about my daughter's love of Metallica. 
you want to go and watch that and um you know spread the word if you if you already downloaded it enjoyed it thanks keep spreading the word if not you know you want to throw five dollars this man's way uh, to watch my heart and soul be poured out on stage um then one would be most grateful um tell you what i am grateful for dead grateful for you guys listening um super grateful that we've been doing this since april and it still seems to be really really popular i'm going to still try and give you an episode every single week there'll be a round table next week i believe discussing the uh Smackdown pay-per-view as my phone decides to go off at this point um, uh, so I'm going to go because it was my phone uh, but love you guys and I'll see you next week alright up. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.